Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode zero of The Debrief, a brand new podcast we're launching here at Sandals Church. I'm your host, Justin Pardee, and I'm hanging out here with Pastor Matt Brown, our lead pastor here at Sandals Church. What's up, man? Hey, guys, just want to say hi. Super excited about this. Glad to uh, roll this thing out. So uh, we look forward to having you along for the ride. Yes. So the debrief is going to be this new weekly podcast. We're going to be recording every single week to kind of help us go beyond the sermons. We're going to be doing a lot of question and answers, uh, talking about uh, what it was like to process the sermon. We're going to have some different guests on and things like that. But as we get started, and we're going to be even recording our first episode this week, Pastor Matt, can you tell us just about your vision for this podcast? Yeah. So originally the vision the vision was this idea of the, the invisible pulpit, like taking people um, behind that barrier to the preparation. But this is really going to be after the preparation and just talking through maybe why I picked the passage that I picked, uh, why we didn't choose the other ones, and then talking about the things that we missed. And so there's so much in each chapter that we can talk about um, that I can't address in 35 minutes. Uh, I'm just really excited about being able to walk people verbally through the Bible, and that's something that I'm really excited about, because I know there's a lot of people out there that um, are verbal processors, they're not Mm -hmm. readers, and this is going to be an easy way for them to kind of have an ongoing commentary um, with their church, with their pastor as we process through this. And I think it'll be a great resource for small groups, small group leaders, people in our church who have specific questions. Uh, I can have more time to maybe go over some doctrinal things in depth with our church without having to really worry about all of the categories of people in our church, you know, non-believer, new believer, and then mature believers, you know, because I'm always speaking to those three groups. And so I'm super excited. And this is just an opportunity for people in our church who want to go a little deeper. um, And this is going to be an outlet for them to do that. So as we record, literally in like just about an hour, you're getting ready to start preaching this weekend on Luke chapter five. And I know that you're doing a specific part of that, but there are there other parts of Luke chapter five that like you weren't able to preach yeah, on? Yeah. So, well, I could preach on it all, but people would leave. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm actually ignoring one of my favorite passages in scripture when it's called the miraculous catch and Peter uh, hauls in this just massive catch and Jesus says, you know, I'm going to change you from a fisherman to a fisher of men. And Peter's just like, I can't do that. I'm a sinful man. Lord, you don't want me. You've picked the wrong guy. And I think every Christian feels like that at some point in time in their life, if they're authentic in any way, shape, or form. Um, If you're not authentic, you've probably never wrestled with that. But people that uh, have some authenticity, have some integrity, there's going to be a point in their life where they feel like, look, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And so that's just one of my favorite passages of scriptures. And you know, Jesus' affirmation that even the person that he was going to build his church upon, Peter, struggled with inadequacy, struggled with, I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I'm a fisherman, I have a sailor's mouth. I'm not the guy that you want. And yet it was, it's who, it's who Christ wanted and who Christ handpicked. And so I love this passage and really it kind of, you know, Jesus in Luke five is getting on a roll and he's starting to pick his disciples. Also in Luke five, he's going to pick Levi, who I'm named after. His other name is Matthew. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just this tax collector, like a trader. So he starts out with a fisherman, and then he moves on to a trader, and James and John are also in that initial catch of disciples. And so um, it's just a really, really neat passage. The, the whole passage, uh, I love Luke 5, because Jesus' popularity is starting to steamroll, and he's starting to grow. And uh, Luke takes some twists and some turns that um, uh, Mark doesn't take and Matthew doesn't take, and so kind of um, presents uh, these stories in a unique light. And so I just absolutely love the opportunity to go a little more in depth with the story. Man, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but you just said something that was too good for me to pass up. You said that you're ignoring one of your favorite passages as you're going to preach this weekend. And I think that's, I mean, that's kind of surprising to me. Wh- why are you choosing to 
preach on a different part of Luke chapter 5 than those other ones. Yeah, because I think that, you know, so much of being a spiritual leader and being a Christian is, is like we said last weekend, choosing to say no to your desires. And so I think that the opening scene of Luke 5 is a passage that I'm comfortable with. It's, you know, it's in my ballpark. I can hit that out of the park every time, but it's not where I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me in our church. I think there's a lot of people, we're going to talk about healing this week, that are in desperate need of healing, and um, they're hurting emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I just feel like it's time for our church to reach out and to pray for those people and anoint some people with oil. And, you know, last week we talked about Jesus Christ being full of the Spirit, and this week we're, we're seeing Him exercise His power. And we're going to be talking about the leprous man, and I just absolutely love that segment, you know, the question, are you willing? And, um, you know, again, we, you know, the, the all of Luke 5 really is about inadequacy. Peter feels inadequate. Uh, Levi Matthew is inadequate. Uh, James and John are confident, but that's another issue. Um, <laughs> but you have this that's leprous man who uh, we're going to talk about in the message today, but we can go a little deeper on it. You know, a lot of people wrestle with whether or not he actually had leprosy. And the reason for that is, is because if he did have leprosy, he should not have been in the town. He should have never been in a position to be exposed to any people. And so... For most of human history, lepers were always colonized. They had their own place. They, they were always cast out. They were always alone. Even in our own United States history, our last leper colony was in Hawaii, uh, where Father Damien ministered to and took care of you know, people battling leprosy, because leprosy is dangerous for two reasons. Number one, it's deadly. Number two, it's a communicable disease. And the primary way that uh, the disease transpires is through touch. And so here's this leprous man who shouldn't be there, and he just... He just throws himself on the ground, um, and really his own only weapon and only um, opportunity for safety is his disease, because otherwise everyone would be grabbing him, but nobody wants to touch him. So he's probably going to get poked with a spear, and he says, Lord, are you willing? Are you willing to heal me? And, and Jesus says, I love it. He says, yes, I'm willing. And it, the Bible says, and he touched him. And so Jesus is breaking purification laws. He's breaking all kinds. I mean, he's now Jesus, if he was just a priest, he's unclean. But that's the beauty of who Christ is, is he's so holy, he's so perfect, that his sinlessness overpowers our sinfulness, and he he reaches out and touches him, and so and so. What's amazing is it, he seemingly ignores some of the Torah, but he doesn't, because then his very next thing is he tells the man to be obedient to the Torah. Go now and show yourself to the priest, so that you can be invited back into community. So this man has been excluded from community because he has a communicable disease. He's been banished. And so he, now he says, go to the temple, show, and you know, do the offerings that uh, are required in Leviticus 14. Uh, give those offerings uh, based upon his salaries, income level, family, affiliation, whatever, because you know, there's always you know, there's a taxation scale based upon your ability to pay. So it may have been several animals. It may have been you know, very few. But go and do this sacrifice. Show yourself to the priest. And then the priest will say, you're one of us again. And so it's just this beautiful picture of Jesus bringing people who are separated from God's community back into his community. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture. And what's amazing and I love about this passage is that Christ gives the man only one instruction, don't tell people what I did. And he's completely disobedient. He tells everybody what just happened. And so Jesus Jesus Christ's life gets really uncomfortable from this point forward because, right, everybody's heard about... Um, this miraculous healing, and not only have they heard about it, but this guy's running around. They know who this guy is. He's probably related. Um, you know, he's well-known. And so he's telling everybody, Jesus Christ healed me. Jesus Christ healed me. And the Bible says that Jesus went off alone to pray, and he had to get away, even from his own disciples, because they're probably at this point, right, Matthew's just been called. 
Peter, James, and John are brand new. This is right at the beginning. And it's, even at this point, they're, they're awestruck by this celebrity whose name is Jesus. And so he has to get away from them. So it's just an absolute, absolute powerful um, story. And uh, I love it. Man, for those of you guys that are listening to this while you're uh, driving in your car, you're going to need to keep like a pad of paper out on your dashboard or something. Uh, there's, there is good stuff. So I'm really excited to see where the debrief podcast is going to go, especially over the next couple of years, even, uh, 2016 is kind of a different year for us because, you know, we've never done this before. We're in this series called 252, where you're going to be preaching through Luke and the book of Acts, uh, a chapter a week, both of those books together, the two books, 52 chapters. Can you just give us a little bit of the inspiration and the vision behind that series and why you chose to go this direction? Yeah, so I think that Sandals has been going through a transition the last couple of years. A lot of our longtime Sandalites, if you want to call them that, have kind of phased out. The church has grown, the church has changed, and uh, a lot of our mature Christians have been called out, have run out, I mean, for all, all kinds of different reasons. And so we're left with a lot of baby Christians and non-Christians. Now we still have some great mature ministers that are that are working, but the reality is we need to grow up. I need to grow up the next generation at Sandals Church. And so uh, originally we had a lot of church kids that came, even pastors' kids that came to our church. Look, love being attracted to this idea of being real. Right. So they'd experienced church, but they hadn't experienced authenticity. Now we're at a phase in the life of our church where we have people coming that have no experience whatsoever. And so yeah, they like authenticity, but they don't know anything about spirituality. And so Luke 2.52 is the process by which that Jesus grew. And so as Christians, we're called to be like Jesus in thought, feeling, and actions. And so Luke summarizes the growth pattern of Jesus in three relationships. He grew in relationship to himself, uh, wisdom and stature, the words, the words that Luke uses. And those words are not just, you know, he didn't just go through puberty and grow up, but he grew up in wisdom and stature. He figured things out. Um, he matured. He, he's not just the... Uh, teenager who forgets to tell mom and dad, oh, by the way, I'm going to stay at the temple. And so that verse comes on the heels of that. As he submitted to his mom and dad, he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he, so he grew in three relationships with himself, in relationship to God, the Bible says, in favor with God and in favor with men. So he became very, very quickly this mature person. And we are to become like him, the Bible says. And so that's what it means to be a Christian. And so in order to grow up in our faith, um, you know, last week in Luke 4, all of Luke 4 is about the Scripture. Jesus Christ is quoting Scripture. He's refuting a misunderstanding of Scripture. He's fulfilling Scripture, or he's preaching Scripture. And so it's all about God's Word, God's Word, God's Word. And so many people today call themselves Christians, but are not in God's Word. I was just meeting with a pastor this week who's fallen. Um, he's, he's fallen into sin. His marriage is on the rocks, and his ministry at this point in time is over. And as we were talking, I said, just tell me about your time in the Word. And he says, it's been horrible for years. And I think that's just indicative of so many people is we cannot be close to God's heart if we're not close to his word. And so that's the primary way that we drift. And so I want our church to drift back towards God, God's word. I want God's word to be the center of our discussions in small group. Um, I want it to be the center of our, our communication time between husband and wife, you know, friends and family, uh, even brothers and sisters that we're talking about. What does it mean um, what, is it, what does God's word mean? Because it's not just enough to know it. We talked about last week, there's nothing more dangerous than a moron with the Bible verse, <laughs> but to actually grow up and become wise. And so how do I apply this to my life? And what is what is God's will for this text in my life? And so that's why we're doing this. I'm so excited. I want our church to grow up. I want us all to grow in Christ. And um, it's just a really neat time. Man, this is, this is going to be great. Let me give you guys a heads up so you know what to expect. We're going to be recording the debrief 
every Tuesday morning, and we're going to go through this question and answer time. So if you've got questions that come up to you during the sermon, man, reach out to your community group leader, let them know what you're asking, let them know what you're curious about, and they will get those questions to us, and we'll get them in front of Pastor Matt here on the podcast. And our hope is we'll get this out uh, every single Tuesday afternoon so you can have it ready for your your drive home from work on Tuesday evenings or maybe your drive back to work on Wednesday mornings. And our hope is that this can kind of be a support as you go beyond just listening to the messages and, and kind of starting to figure it out on the weekends. But we want to help you as you move towards working it out together in our groups. Uh, so, man, we're super excited about that. We cannot wait to have you guys back here for episode number one coming out later this week. See you guys. Thank you. I hope you guys will be along for the ride. It's going to be awesome.